Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Hi, everybody. This is Todd Krieger. Today, I just titled this uh, talk I'm doing here called The Heroic Couple from Disillusionment to Reconnection After Infidelity. So that is what I came up with here, The Heroic Couple. I have the opportunity and the honor of working with heroic individuals and couples that are challenged by different crises. One, infidelity, which has been the topic I've been talking about lately and probably one that I work with a lot. At least half the time I'm working, sometimes more. So yes, the heroic couple from disillusionment to reconnection after infidelity. What happens is disillusionment, right? You discover it. You thought that the relationship was this, and it's not this. It's not what you thought it was. The person who is betrayed is devastated and disillusioned. Who are you? Who are we? Is this a farce? How can you ever love me and do that? Those are understandable reactions. Understandable reactions. And today I'm focusing on the heroic aspect of the journey. And it's heroic to come to to a person like myself or even do a program uh, like the one I'm creating, uh, Healing Infidelity from the Inside Out, or reading uh, books by people such as Esther Perel, who has written a book called Surviving the Affair. Uh, there are, there are you know, anyone who is willing to confront this very painful experience in a, in a committed relationship, there's courage involved in that. There's the desire to shut down, run away, leave. Now, if you leave your partner, that's heroic too, right? That's, there's, a courage, there's a courage in leaving. So courage is needed. And I find that the heroism is quite inspiring. And I'm going to focus on the couples that choose to work things out, that choose to take a deeper look at what's going on and somehow create this reconnection, right? We're going from disillusionment to reconnection. So the the betrayed person, let me start there. The betrayed person is now distrustful. And the distrust is deep and it's strong. And this betrayed person, I'm thinking of several uh, uh, pe- betrayed people that I saw just today, f- a few of them. Betrayed person wants things to be the way they were. It doesn't want to accept what happened. Wants their life to be the way they thought it was, the relationship to be the, the way they thought it was, the family to be the way they thought it was, but it's not. And slowly, sometimes quickly, but often slowly, the betrayed person has to face the truth. And the truth is that 
there's a shadow side to their partner and there's a shadow side to the relationship that was ignored, was kept a secret. And this shadow side is something we want to run from. But the heroic betrayed person is willing to take a look at what this is all about. And then begin to ask questions. Why? Why did you do it? Why did you do it? Is it that I'm not good enough? Which, by the way, is never the right answer. But surely it's an understandable question. Why? Why did you do it? What's going on? So the betrayed person is heroic in the sense that they're willing to oftentimes go deeper. Like what, what was it? What made you do it? The person who was betrayed has to be, the person who betrayed, I should say, uh, has to be heroic as well, has to be willing to look at themselves and ask that question, what made me do it? What really made me do it? Sometimes it's my job to help people get clearer on what made them do it, but it's heroic to face it. People spend years, if not decades, avoiding their shadow side, the shadowy side, the side that doesn't feel good enough, the side that just is afraid relationships don't work, or a side that's very self-absorbed and tends to be thoughtless. There's many sides of us that we tend to run away from. And this, the way to go from disillusionment to reconnection is to connect with ourselves. So the person who betrayed has to connect with that part of them that did that. And they've spent years avoiding that part. The problem with avoiding that part, because it just doesn't really appear out of nowhere, but people avoid it little by little, day by day. That part takes on strength, and sometimes that person just acts out from that part because that part has been avoided. Surely hasn't been communicated enough with their partner. You know, much of why infidelity happens is because of some element of fear. Fear is behind most problems. Love and courage is behind most solutions. So we have to understand where we're afraid. And, you know, of course, many of us are afraid to share with our partner things that make them upset early in the relationship. We don't, we're afraid to share our sexual desires towards other people, which, again, I'm not saying we have to share every time we are attracted, especially men who oftentimes are attracted just visually. Women can be too, though. But, um, not to get off my point, it's just easy for people to avoid difficult conversations. And I think that's a problem. So once the infidelity is discovered, the person who's betrayed and the person who did the betrayal has to now face things that, that have been avoided. Oftentimes, the betrayed person, when you start asking questions of them, they go, yeah, I knew something was wrong. Something didn't feel right. My partner wasn't as connected as they used to be. But it was scary. I didn't want to believe it. One of the women I saw, not she didn't say it today, but she said it in past sessions. I, did, I knew there was a problem. I just didn't want to believe it. Both of them actually said it at different form of sessions, right? I'm not blaming the betrayed person because there's a lot involved in some level of denial that there's a problem because we want the relationship to work so well. So it's, it's easy to get into some denial, especially if 
the problem doesn't seem that obvious, but there's more of a gut instinct to it. And then the partner who is betraying, who has a secret, might be really good at covering it up because they're so afraid of being caught, of losing the relationship, losing their family and all that. So um, this fear, fear, avoidance, fear and avoidance is what if you really distill it down to its simplicity, is what's behind secrets and ultimate infidelity, fear and avoidance. So when I'm working with a couple, it's always about what's the solution. That is love and courage. It is the courage to face what's really true, what has been avoided, what's been missed, what's been passed over, what has been pushed down, suppressed, repressed. And so the couples that are working with me and those that are maybe working with others or reading books or being in workshops that are wanting to face this, the, the heroism comes from facing what, they, what was avoided. What was avoided. So the betrayed person who realizes that, and I'm just thinking of uh, one of the women I saw today. I see the couple, but I saw the woman who she was the one who was betrayed where the husband had a lot of shame from his own sexual trauma when he was younger. He was a victim and never processed it, buried it, ran from it. And then when people ran from it, they acted out. That's probably the major reason, not the only reason why he ultimately acted out in his marriage. Sense of shame that ran him that he avoided. So what's his job in this healing process? To have the courage to face his shame. And he's doing many things to face his shame. Just to use him as his example. He's going to a group that helps him. He's seeing, doing individual therapy. He's doing couples therapy with me. His wife can oftentimes be very angry with him, disgusted by some of the choices he made. At the same time, seeing all the work he's doing, inspired by it, oftentimes feels very loving towards him, very confident. And other times she slips into a place of being angry and she needs to be courageous to face those parts of her. And to recognize that for years, she was frustrated, feeling like, he was too dependent, and she had to be the one to to um, always be the parent figure to take care of. And she was a lot of resentment towards that. And she had us take, take a look, and we did this today, uh, to have the courage to look at her childhood and how she was always responsible and how she's not been very good at letting people be there for her, not her fault. It's the way she was trained. It was the way her brain was created, she had to be responsible because no one was there that was big for her. But what ends up happening is you end up being with people that are dependent, that aren't able to be adults with you. So she has the opportunity to, to be a hero in her own life and face her own tendencies to take too much responsibility and to not accept her own limits and say no when she needs to maybe take care of her rather than 
other people, children, husband. The husband needs to be able to recognize that it's his job. He, he needs to have the courage to face his dependence needs, his insecurities, and be able to ultimately recognize them and not come from that place and be the courageous adult who can be present for his partner, who at the same time is working on her new habit of letting others be there for her. So this is the courage. It's the courage also, as I'm describing in this couple, it's the courage of the unknown. It's embracing the unknown, the positive unknown, the growing unknown, the unknown that incorporates the shadow side with the healthy adult parts of us so that we can be truly be adults that can really connect with each other, reconnect, but in many ways connect in ways we never have before. And uh, now that I'm, I, brought, I just spontaneously was thinking about this couple, mainly because I saw her today, is this is a couple that their antidote is the courage and the love and the non-avoidance and the facing of the why. Why it happened, why the relationship became what it was, why she accepted less than what she deserved, why he has lived in such fear and shame, right? That's heroic. And the good news is when you're a hero and you face what you avoided, you, your possibilities are pretty endless. And the possibilities of a couple who is being courageous and facing what they avoided in themselves and in the relationship itself, uh, the, the capacity for connection, joyful, loving, emotional, verbal, physical connection is quite high and maybe infinite. It's all about how much we're willing to decide to be courageous and to be loving. So like this couple and many other couples that I work with, their heroism inspires me. It really does. And definitely with all the things going on in our personal lives, in all aspects of our personal lives in the world, what is more important than love and the courage to be vulnerable, to live full lives, to be alive, even after we've been hurt, even after we've been caught. That's what I wanted to say. This is Todd Krieger, making the world safe for love. That's it for today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity Podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. For free resources and materials, head over to ToddKrieger.com. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you.